The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Quick Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I'm your host, Tim Deal Double G. Yeah. And tonight, tonight I'm joined by the man behind the sound effects at Agent underscore seventy on Twitter. Shout out to everybody. And we also have at Roddy Cat on Twitter here. Torturing everybody with my with my terrible rap that I just uh, wrote. I would just say, um, rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. Rest in peace, B.I.G. That's right. And not here with us tonight is at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. But make sure to go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. And while you're going to websites, go to theclicknation.com. You can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage, you'll find links to our social media accounts. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube. All your favorite podcast resources. And speaking of podcasts, we are part of the Code Slither Podcast Network, a.k.a. the CSPN.us, or CSPN Radio. And that's CSPN.us. Do it today. Remember, we could live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're ever discussing comic books on social media, use the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CBCron to join in on the conversation. So this week brought the conclusion to the Marvel uh, crossover event between the Inhumans and X-Men, appropriately titled Inhumans versus X-Men. It didn't take uh, forever, like another uh, event that we could all talk about that we might talk about again later on. (laughs) Yep. So it was the big showdown between the two groups. We saw there's a conclusion to the Terrigen mist cloud that was uh, sort of hovering over the Earth. Yeah, literally. And thanks to new new humans, uh, that is no more. Or at least they found a way to get rid of the cloud. And And that's probably the impetus for what we've been talking about in the news portion of the show over the last few months, which is the... uh, the upcoming uh, soft restart of uh, the X-Men and the Inhumans uh, corners of the Marvel Universe. Yep, as we know in the Royals title, the royal family will head off into the stars. And we probably should have guessed the reasoning for that, and it's probably to search out for more uh, Terrigen. Terrigen, yeah. For their race. Yeah, pretty much. Which is funny, because there was at one point in time, mutants were supposed to be the ones going out in space. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> they flipped it, flipped the script. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, you know, there's a, a couple of um, uh, of individual battles and individual confrontations in this issue that were of note. Um, you know, one thing that really took me off guard, and it was funny that they put it fairly early on in the issue, was uh, uh, the White Queen in diamond form uh, doing serious bodily harm to uh, Black Bolt. And uh, I was very taken aback by that. Um, you know, that, that kind of uh, suspended a little bit of the disbelief I, I'm supposed to have reading this. 
Uh, it, it took me a few uh, a, a few seconds to kind of uh, adjust to to that happening and 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 keep reading. Um, otherwise, I like this issue. I had a good time reading it. Um, you know, there was that predictable uh, uh, reason for you know what we knew was what was going to you know for what we know is going to happen, which is the uh, Inhuman Royal Family uh, going off to uh, space, presumably on that search for Terrigen. Um, what we also have here is um, some some wrapping some some uh, plot lines being wrapped up. One of them being spoiler alert: either a heel turn or reversion to form by a certain uh, uh, mutant uh, headmistress, former. Uh, oh, actually, you know, I wouldn't say former, but a definite member of the Hellfire Club. And I'm speaking of the White Queen. It's obvious, you know, you know, this particular heel turn has been uh, kind of dragged along for a while. Uh, she's, you know, obviously uh, front and center on the cover uh, with uh, both the Inhumans and the X-Men kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, bracing for an attack um, from her. You know, that's definitely been teased. We also have, um, you know, so- somewhat of a return to form for uh, uh, some of the characters, you know, be it, it's hinted at that beast is probably going to be taking um, a leave of absence from both, well, from the Inhumans at least, and possibly from the X Men to a kind of reassess where he's been, you know, where his head is, and and where his some of his allegiances lie. Um, we finally get a little bit of revenge, at least on uh, the part of Havoc for the death of Cyclops, and um, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, uh, one of the things that gets wrapped up in here is uh, Johnny Storm's time with the. Uh, with the, the queen of the uh, Inhumans. It's kind of funny that they did it here. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't showing up anywhere else outside of Inhumans, though, so I guess That's where true. else were they going to do it? That's true. He didn't know any Avengers. Right. Is he? Oh, I thought that was... Yes, um, that's right. Reading, so I don't know. I figured that was still um, the other one. That's right. That's right. And what's teased, um, you know, as, as the uh, the various plot lines are wrapped up and, uh, you know, we, we have... You know, once the once the final confrontation is over and these these plot lines are being wrapped up towards the end of the issue, uh, they definitely tease um, the return of a particular relationship. That being Medusa and Black Bolt. Oh, I was saying earlier, Black Bolt didn't really do anything in this issue besides get stabbed and fly with uh, Medusa to yeah. take on Magneto and. I was about to say, essentially, the New Humans basically turned the tide of the battle, and um, you know, I mean, I guess the, he served to help inspire. That's about all I could say, you know, when he Just went off. With, there. Yeah, exactly. When he went off with Medusa together, you know, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Oh, I, I, and I, granted, I haven't read this issue yet, but given what you guys said, I, I, well, before that, I half expected like Black Bolt was going to shatter Emma Frost. That's hmm. not, a, I was about to say, that's not an unfair uh, expectation. Some kind of way, but yeah. But I like where at least yeah. it seems to leave all the, the characters going forward. Emma sort of steps into the Magneto Cyclops role of sort of like a combination of the two of being the outlaw renegade uh, mutant that probably can be hated and hunted by the public until she rejoins the group later on. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It might, it'll be a while since he like killed a bunch of people here. Um, the X-Men don't have to fear Terrigen anymore. So they have a new lease on life and then humans though they've lost the thing that makes them special as we oh, see go the, yeah i was about to say they basically ran into no more mutants no more inhumans yes and so they go off into stars 
but overall, I was kind of I was pleased with the outcome and such with the entire event overall. Right. And I was saying earlier, uh, right before the show started, I was kind of uh, kind of impressed by some of the artwork in this. I know that uh, some of us are are are, are uh, not very big fans of Lane Liu's artwork, and I've been critical of it at some points because I think there's times when what they print is a little too scratchy or a little too heavily rendered. But this issue, I felt that uh, I, I felt just looked a lot cleaner. I know that Tim uh, doesn't necessarily feel the same. Uh, there's still definitely points in the book that are on the heavily rendered and heavily cross-hatched side, but I thought overall um, he left a lot of space for the colorists and, uh, well, the inker also left a lot of room for the colorists to, uh, to, to work their magic and create depth, um, you know, in a two-dimensional plane. So um, it's, it's uh, Jerry Alan Guilin. Guilin. That's, that's, his, uh, that's uh, Lainley Yu's usual inker. But uh, the colorist, David Curiel, in this definitely shone uh, brightly because uh, it looks like they left him, uh, you know, a lot more room to play. And I see Matt Wang, at Matt Wang ninety seven is tweeting madly. <laughs> he is. Per usual. So right. now everything is pretty much nice and neat back in the box, and you know the humans and their various books and whatever can go forward, and that show, whenever that happens, and everything's all nice, neat, and bow like, right? If you want to count that being in a tight bow, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's up? funny. Nah, just reading, just reading some of uh, Ant Man Wang ninety seven's notes ah. and tweets. Any final last words on Aviets? No, no, I'm good. It's uh, you know, like 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 you said, it was a you know, it was a pretty good event for you know what we were expecting. It wrapped every the last what two years worth of storylines up. Yeah. So time for new, 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 new. All new, all different, very new, very different. What do you want to move to next? What about this Captain America, Steve Rogers book? Sure, sure. So this week in yet another installment of what the hell did COVID do to Steve Rogers past? Um, specifically, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 13, lucky 13. Uh, we're graced with a, a pretty interesting looking cover by Art Adams because the, the sneer that's on Captain America's face, we all know is a kind of, you know, has something behind it now. Whereas it's not just a quirk of the art, you know, if you take a look at the cover. So basically we, what we have is a retcon, uh, a pure and simple retcon of what happens to spoiler alert. Heinrich Zemo back in world war two and his fate and, and who's behind what actually happens to him um, in regular Marvel uh, continuity. Heinrich actually survives to uh, the days of the Avengers. And uh, it's kind of a tough spoiler uh, for something that happened back in the sixties, but spoiler alert, Heinrich survives up until cap uh, is uh, unfrozen. So he, you know, basically cap gets his revenge on Heinrich for what happens to Bucky in an issue of the Avengers, whereas the retcon that Kobik perpetrates in this issue and as is described in this issue uh, changes that very much. Uh, oh. the, the B plot of the story is um, Heinrich's son, Helmut, who may or may not be completely aware of what's going on, may or may not be completely affected by Kobik's um, changes, we're still not sure yet, but what we find is that he is slowly but surely assembling a brand 
new and the spoiler alert may or may not be necessary. I'm going to ring it because it's, you know, it's still an issue that's out this week. But if you know, uh, Helmut Zemo and when it comes to gathering people, he's probably gathering a new masters of evil. So that pretty much is this issue in a nutshell and without getting into uh, like the deep nitty gritty. Um, I like the various characters that they, that uh, Spencer dug up in this to create this uh, iteration of the masters. I mean, you got to have a, a, a new group of masters every few years or sure. I guess in this case, every other year. Cause then there were, there was actually one last year, technically. I don't if recall. You count, if you count, if you I mean, if you count, Pleasant Hill, that's true. Which is not necessarily, you know. That's true. I forgot all about Pleasant Hill like we all did. Oh, no. <laughs> so that being said, uh, you know, it was a pretty interesting uh, Motley crew that he had gathered there. And what did you think of the twist, Roddy, in terms of the fate of uh, Heinrich Zemo? So from going by what you just said, I'm like, and remembering an Avengers issue, I'm like, Really? But mm-hmm. all right, I guess. I don't, like, only people of a certain vintage would actually remember that anyway. Oh, so. older than me. I was about to say, you think I read that? You know, when it came out, please. Yeah. Um, I think I'm. I'm fairly certain I read that in a Marvel age. So I may be mis. I may be misinformed, and uh, um, I it might actually have been an issue of Captain America. But I don't think so. Not back then. I think it was uh, an issue of Avengers. Maybe. Well, no. I'm just thinking of one in particular where they were fighting and he got the glue on him or something. But. Uh... But not necessarily when he died in that part. I don't remember. So that could have very well been a Captain America issue. And I don't, you know. Right. So, I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, it's, I'm not sure whether that's going to serve in the long run. But, just, <laughs> I mean, because, wait. So is Senzimo Sen still around, right? Or is he dead? Yeah. Helmut. Yeah. Helmut is definitely around. Helmut is gathering the new Masters of Evil. Right. Okay. But that's Heinrich, the, the Elder. Elder. Right. Heinrich right. the Elder is, uh, you know, they basically changed how he uh, bites the bullet. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Again, and I don't you know, know and, and as, as, as we were discussing this, I just I, I realized that I uh, put you on the spot uh, because you did not actually read this issue. Yeah, no, that's all right. But I'm like, now nah, I'm just kind of doing two things at once and listening. So I'm like, totally my bad. No, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So uh, the only thing I can say is I like this cover. <laughs> that's what I was mentioning earlier. Do you see what I mean now? When you see that kind of sneer, snar, you know, like kind of smirky sm- uh, smile that uh, Art Adams put on Cap's face. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a uh, Nick Bradshaw for doing the cover. Kind of looks like his artwork. Well, Bradshaw is definitely uh, heavily influenced by Art Adams, so um, I don't blame you for 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 thinking that. But um, if you take, you know, like when you look at uh, at Cap's face, you know, it's hard to it's hard to uh, to, to, to see that and not think, oh, the reason why Adams is drawing it that particular way is because of what we know now. You know, it's not just a quirk in the art. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, you know, I, this is a pretty entertaining issue. I feel like uh, they are rapidly moving because, you know, we are definitely getting a lot closer to Secret Empire now that they've really announced it and started teasing it and, and it's about to hit all the main solicitations. Um, you know, in, I mean, the main story, I know the Zero issue, I believe, is in uh, the latest uh, solicitations released by uh, Marvel. But, um, you know, we are rapidly moving towards uh, uh, jumping straight into the Secret Empire story. So that's why it seems like uh, the Captain America book books are moving at a pretty good pace right now. You know, the setups are all being uh, paid off. All right. Uh, you know what? I see that Tim has not read as much uh, as Roddy and I have. So let let me uh, trade off with Roddy uh, to a book 
that I know we both read. Because I okay. see it on both of our lists. Power Man and Iron Fist number 14. Ah, okay. So tell us about the book, since I just rattled off a whole lot of jibber-jabber about Captain America. <laughs> well, as, as you said, uh, before we get, went live, this book does a lot. If you've, um, you've kind of missed a couple of issues, this issue kind of goes a lot and kind of catching you up, in a sense. Uh, because basically you find out that um, Alex Wilder came back from hell, made a deal with the devil, uh, is running the streets with drugs made out of demon blood. Uh, Danny and Luke are trying to, trying to stop him with the help of Senior Magico. Uh, but up until somewhere in this issue, they didn't know how to, what was going on. But with the help of uh, Wonder Woman and... Um, Excuse me, uh, Night Nurse, not Wonder Woman, but regardless. yes, I was about to say Linda Carter. Ah! I know, but that's not, every time I see that, because you know that that has been a Night Nurse name, and I'm sitting here like, why would they use that? And not Claire. That was that was weird. But um, nevertheless, uh, and uh, Doctor Voodoo, they find out what's going on. the The demon in the box that Alex is using gets kidnapped. I mean, gets gets stolen from him by Jenny Royce, who's kind of you know, having bad feelings about uh, what's been going on with this because, like I said, Alex and like Mariah are doing her thing with this. Alex Wilder's got got a master pandemonium type demon demon in his chest, so it's yes. all it's all strange. Yes, listen, the, or Quado, if you want to go that route, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that there's so much uh, because uh, the weird turn that this this book has taken, uh, uh, you know, in in the direction of street magic. You know, mm-hmm. David F. Walker has basically created a brand new corner of the Marvel Universe and uh, created characters. Exactly, and created characters that are definitely influenced um, by, um, you know, by hip hop and by uh, and, and by seventies, uh, eighties, and nineties uh, culture specifically. Right. Um, I kind of laughed that uh, Black Talon at the very beginning of the issue has a spell uh, based on um, on. Uh, uh, what song was that? It's uh, um, well, we know what it is. It's Mama Say Mama Sama Makusa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Why do we start something? That's it. One bit, yeah. I, I need to run into I saw that. Yeah, exactly. I saw that too. I'm like, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. Oh boy, that's a spell. So, and that's what, and if you're going to go to one, that's probably the one to go to. So, <laughs> so shout out to them for that. Exactly. Um, also using a well, not a recent, but also using a, a couple of key and peel sketches, but you know. Sure. So, uh, you know, they, we have, you know, we have Senior Magico actually proving to be uh, much more uh, useful than the joke right. that we probably thought he was. Um, right. You know, and, and uh, you know, Alex Wilder, we knew was already uh, pretty formidable if you'd ever read Runaways. But, you know, I think that they've taken his level of, uh, of uh, evil and, 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 and uh, you know, and, and, uh, and just uh, what he's, you know, willing to go through to uh, another level. Mm. in this because of like what you said uh what you were referring to earlier with uh you know um the uh the entity that he's uh, co-inhabiting with mm. i was about to say, you also might say that david walker and Stafford green are creating another chamber yeah given, given that um young alex is trying to be a grandmaster of this yeah, thing exactly. called magic exactly that's pretty funny which as i recall as you were saying something about i do remember I can't remember if it was either David F. Walker or Sam Agree. One of them was having an interview, or there was an interview saying that, you know, uh, there was going to be something introduced that was going to, you know, reverberate 
throughout mm-hmm. the, the universe and we can assume that this was it, that that was it. And this, granted, this was like probably a good 10 issues ago or not even probably good seven, eight issues ago. Sure. When I was just started up. So, right. You know, and it's, and it's cool that, you know, this is probably, you know, we, we, you know, this is probably going to, ha- you know, like you said, reverberate through the pages of the magic books as well. You know, at some we point. I like think, yeah. yeah Despite the fact that, you know, in Dr. Strange's corner, magic is not much there. Right. It's, you know, it, I, I guess the two, the, the two, uh, the two forms of magic may have to reconcile that particular, uh, you know, it, it would seem that there's uh, something, you know, some sort of disconnect right there between the two, you know, the, the fact that in the Dr. Strange corner of the universe, magic is slowly coming back, whereas it doesn't look like it ever went anywhere in this corner. Right. In fact, actually, now that I remember correctly, I believe I remember Dr. Strange saying something about that he's basically creating it as he's going along. So right. that would lend room for this to kind of come in. Right. You know, the empirical is not exactly coming after this level of magic. Right. All right. So, so like is this, the, said, this isn't that, is this the end of the story arc? No. 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 Okay. We might be only one or two issues away, though. Right. Got it. Cause, yeah, because whenever this book ends, they'll wrap all that up. What I was going to say, though, and, and just to wrap uh, our, our discussion of the book, I definitely agree with what Roddy was saying. Uh, you know, we were talking about this issue right before we started, and this is a great, even if, honestly, even if you've been kind of on and off and the magic stuff in this book really haven't done anything for you, and, you know, maybe you skipped it when Alex Wilder came back, but you can really jump on, figure out what's going on in this book, and this is probably a great place, even if you're just going to wrap up this story, this uh, this particular uh, uh, volume of Power Man and Iron Fist. This is a good issue to pick up to to quickly catch up with what's going on. The, which actually brings up a question that I've been wondering about, and I should have researched this. But when actually did he come back, or was that just like, hey, he's back for this? Like, did that did that somewhere came, else? Alice came back in um, Undercover Avengers. From uh, Dennis Hopeless, when the it took place after oh, Avengers when they were on Arena, the yeah, when yes. they were on the Iron on Avengers Arena, okay, and uh, the kids were mad about what happened with Arcade, so he wanted the ones that survived wanted payback on them, but he went and was hiding on Begalia or one of those offshore places, so they went undercover, pretending to be bad guys to get in good and get close to him, and he came back somewhere in that. Stretch. Ah, uh, okay. Surprised I remember that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it is with all these books that we read, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was reading it at the time, so that's the reason I remember because he came back near the end of the series. It was like one of the last things that kind of happened before the series got canceled. All right, and he had like wrapped everything up pretty. Cool. I think it was the last time we saw Baron Zemo as well before he started popping up in the the Cap Corner uh, Cap books. Yeah. Okay. Tim, tell us about, because I know that I skimmed this. I did not read it very carefully. I just kind of skipped to the end because I wanted to see what was going on. And I was just kind of like, oh, tell us what happens in Action Comics 975. So it's the 975th issue, issue, issue. <laughs> Should I put in the applause? I'll put in the applause. Oh, shit, because they finally, this is part two of Superman Reborn. And we finally find out who this new Clark Kent character that has appeared since rebirth began, you know they make they do a good job of teasing who it could be um, in super, whatever the previous issue of Superman. Uh, Clark shows up at the ranch and makes John, aka John Kent, aka Superboy, disappear. So Lois and Superman head to Metropolis to Clark's apartment to get answers. Uh, they get there. 
they're searching around. They look, they're looking for clues and they're like, you know, the, the first they're trying to figure out ha- has Clark been living there, which they found out he has because there's food in the fridge, but it's a bunch of junk food, which is kind of the first clue. Mm. Uh, Clark shows up. Uh, Superman's like getting in his face, like, you know, what'd you do with my son? And uh, Clark is like, you know, he feels disrespected because he made it where, you know, his arrival made it that the public, basically, you know, his arrival uh, made everyone believe that Clark and Superman weren't the same anymore. And that's why his secret identity is back, you know, being hidden, which kind of doesn't really make sense, but we'll just ignore that. Mm. Since people have known that they're two and the same, but now just because another Clark Kent shows up, everyone's like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're not the same anymore. But, um, so yeah, he's, uh, Clark's going through that saying, you know, he's, you know, he should be, Shown some thanks for everything he's done, and you know he's like, "Say my name, you know who I am." And then we get like five or six different uh, full splash pages of uh, different characters that have been teased to be the uh, Clark Kent. Uh, you know, we flip the page, and it's like it goes from being uh, it goes from being Clark and Superman face to face to being Superman and Cyborg Superman. Uh, flip the page, then it switches over to uh, Doomsday switches to Mongols, switches to I forget who the, some of the other people candidates were, mm-hmm. and finally oh, at Lex. this point, you, huh? Lex, Lex was the first one. Yeah, Le- yeah, Lex was the first one, which I was like, whoa, because at first yeah, I thought that it was, was actually was Lex. I was like, oh wow, and it was like, oh wait, no, nope. <laughs> that's so then I was like, oh, okay. that it's funny that you mentioned that very quickly. I just hold just hold that thought. I thought that would be so awesome, and then I saw the next page. Go yeah, <laughs> it's like Lex has been pulling the strings all along, but nope. So you're flipping pages, flipping pages, and then it, it's going on for a while, and it's like, but like the sec before the second last last reveal, I was like, okay, I know who this is now. Yeah, that's like, exactly my. You you absolutely mirrored what I was just about to say. You know, so I know question, what I was getting at. So the question is, would you have had expected it? I didn't expect it until the teasing went along. Well, actually, I guessed it once I saw all the junk food in the. Uh, fridge because I was like okay it must be like a juvenile type character so then it was like going through the rose gallery who could it be and it helped that this character just happened to uh, guest star on Supergirl I was about to mention that two or three weeks ago I'm sitting sitting here like that's a coincidence because I saw I didn't read this but I saw the article spoiling it and I'm like huh okay yeah so come to find out it's Mr. Mitzel I just have to know how to say it because he said it on Supergirl Mixoplick, close enough. Yeah, I was about to say in the cartoons they've all just said Mixoplick. Yeah, Mixoplick. So, which is why he kept saying, you know, say my name. You know who I am. Yeah, because you send and, him back and, to the you send him back to his dimension dimension if you say it backwards. Kimple right. or Mixon or something. Like that. I thought you had to get him to say his name. I th- At least that was a Supergirl. You have to get him to say yeah. You had to get him to say his name backwards or something. That's what it was. Yeah. So he's back. Knowledge. He's been uh, rebirthed and. Now he's got he's made it where after a certain amount of time you won't they'll forget that John even existed, which begins to happen to uh, Lois by the end of the issue. Right. So wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, said it again? He did they he made it so that what happens? Mr. Mitzi will make it has made it where if enough time has gone by that John's been dis- you know, has vanished, that they'll forget he existed. Okay. Okay. Because like after Mr. Plate leaves, leaves or you know disappears, uh, Superman's like turns to Lois and is like, you know, we have to find John, and she's like, John, who's John? Right. So she's already starting to forget that he existed. 
Right. And huh. there's a whole like second story in this issue that basically um, this is where I, this is, this is what I was talking about earlier when I said, I really skimmed this very quickly because to get to the gist of, you know, the point of, uh, you know, the tease, and then uh, they go into uh, uh, a story that basically uh, tells what uh, Mixoplick has been up to and why he took this particular guys in, uh, in, uh, uh, what call it in, in, in rebirth. So next week is Superman number whatever, 18, 19, I think it's 19, it says. Hold on. Scroll. I happen to just scroll the way through. 19. Yeah. Mixie's Revenge. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. How about we hop oh, back I should, to... I should what's point up? out while we're, while, while we're at it. Um, I'm in the YouTube chats. If anybody has any questions, uh, Matt Wang's in here cutting up. <laughs> oh, no. So feel free to come That's by. Funny. All right. Um, but, Let's see. What's on everybody's list? Actually, I don't think we have any more co- books in common at this point. I was going to say, yeah, feel free to jump around because uh, yeah. we're at three, so I only have one more to go. I have another one in common, but I think from there. No, that's it. That's no, it. didn't you read uh, Justice League of Power Rangers? No, that's actually Justice League of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Justice League, I, I'll just jump to that very quickly. Justice League of America number two, uh, you know, we, we pick up directly where we left off with um uh the uh this this iteration of uh the jla against what were they called the extremists i think it was forgive me if i'm if, if i'm misremembering i'm trying to flip to it now but i believe uh what they call themselves as the extremists and what's funny about this is that uh my notes on this without spoiling too much right because what ends up happening is that the extremists do something that happens you know that seems to happen more and more in comics uh the extremists basically take over um a country a sovereign country uh, that was, uh, you know, having some leadership strife, but they basically uh, took over the country and installed themselves as the leaders. And uh, I think what's being teased is, you know, in my mind was always a very interesting kind of what if story, um, which is what if the uh, Fantastic Four had ever tried to help the Latverians revolt and overthrow Dr. Doom? And I don't know if they ever uh, explored that in the pages of the Fantastic Four book, but I always thought that would that would have been cool to see them try to do that kind of try to instill a, uh, 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 an uprising against you know like a like an on you know like an ongoing uprising, not just like a one and done issue. So um, I think that's where uh, the JLA is kind of leading towards. Um, you know, it's a it's an interesting premise. I guess I'm going to stick with this through the first story arc and see how it goes. I thought that the art in this particular issue was a little bit more missed than hit. Um, looking for the artist on this now. I don't think it's the same artist as the first issue. I think they have alternated. Ken Watanabe uh, is on. Yeah, his name's on the cover. Oh, wow, they switched already. Yeah, yeah, Felipe Watanabe. I don't think this yeah. is the same artist as the first issue. I said Ken Watanabe. That's the actor, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, Felipe. I, I, that's why I didn't want to presume what his name was. So I, I've been it the, the first page. issue. Yeah, so they've they've got an alternating art team. So this was definitely more missed than hit. But I'm still willing to give this through the first arc to see how this plays out. All right, Roddy, what do you got? Roddy's well, on mute. Yeah, no, I'm still doing something. Um, what do I have? Let us. Well, I guess since we're still on Justice League thing, let's go to go go Justice League Power Rangers. Yep. Justice League, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number three. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't get my notes here. This is going to be great. But anyway, uh, so basically, after last issue, the, uh, the Justice League and the, the Rangers have a powwow. 
but there were some monsters that interrupted the um the, the proceedings. Hang on, let me get back to this. As they are wont to do. Yep. That's it sent out, which is apparently a part of a plan, because what does up happening in this issue is um they spread a bunch of monsters around the world. The Justice League assembles uh what? You know, the Justice League assembles, they're not the Avengers. Oh. I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they all split up well and they all get the plan to split up with the Rangers, which is which was funny because some of the dialogue in in this book in the issues um have been kind of funny because it's like uh Cyborg is like calling all the, the, the reserve members and trying to explain the situation and um do you see a panel with uh Beast Boy and Starfire when they get to the part where we're talking about so there's we're gonna you're gonna be joined by uh basically mechanized dinosaurs. And Peace Boy just kinda looked at, at Starfire was like, Well, I didn't expect him to say that. And there's, a, there's been a lot of stuff like that, you know, throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you know, throughout the book's period. So that happens. Um they split up and coordinate Batman and, and Batman Batman's still Batman, still kinda not trusting of the Rangers, but kinda has to because the Watchtowers teleporters got taken over by Brainiac, unbeknownst to them at the time. So now then they have to use the, the, the Rangers teleporting powers. That happens. Um, but uh, the Rangers doors end up getting taken over by Brainiac. Mm-hmm. And their power coins have been taken. So which means they are now powerless and the Zords are now gone. And all of that stuff has been taken back to their world. So now they have to find a way to get back. And the thing they end up using to get back, which I didn't think was in a thing in either one of these worlds, was the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider. Oh no! Yes. So, and that's where we pretty much leave the book because, you know, Billy and um, you know Billy and Cyborg and them end up having. Well, Billy ends up having the plan to kind of using the LHC to get back home. So they have to go to CERN and and, uh, and ask to use it, <laughs> which is, which brings up another line. It was like because I think Trini asked Batman, it "Was like, wait, you could just go up and just ask for stuff like that?" And and Batman was like, "I can't." And then they're all looking at Superman, and Superman kind of goes in and be like. Hey, what's up? Y'all doing good? Uh, can we borrow your your, your collider? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, oh. and and then there's this whole thing that you know, Superman's kind of running running it down to him. He's like, look, we got all these smart people handling it, and and yeah, these the Rangers look young, but you know, this dude's smart. One, you know, Billy's one of the smartest dudes on 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 his earth. Which I don't know how he would know that, or I don't know if that was him talking, but somebody was basically monologuing it, and you know. We got to get him back home, type of situation, and you know, Zach's still beating himself up about uh, you know the whole thing in the first place because it was technically because of him that you know Zed came over to the Earth, you know. But like I said, that's where we end up leaving the issue with um, with them trying to enact this plan, which which hasn't started yet to, to get back over to. Which I'm going to assume that the next issue is going to play back to a panel that happens in issue one, but I guess we will see. When that happens, and I'm not sure how many more issues is left in this thing, but it's been kind of fun. You know, it's it's been pretty light for the most part, but it's been enjoyable. Okay, Uh, so Tim just has one last book to talk about. You want to talk about that, and then Roddy and I, I guess, will alternate doing uh, rapid fire. I only have a couple books. Sure. Yeah, I can get into my last one. It's a red line number one from Oni Press. Been meaning to jump into a book of theirs for a monthly review and this looks like a good one because the writer is on the creative team of Archer, the FX show. I forget exactly what his position is. I'll look it up while well, I'm giving a review, but it has to do with uh, these people on a sort of Mars expedition 
they um there's different like alien races on on Mars and they want to it was like a corporation called Vantage Solutions is trying to mine Mars or make it habitable. I haven't picked up picked up exactly what yet, but the big uh just the 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 humor that the creative team has has made in the writing and the art and it's very sort of like R rated as far as the humor with lots of cuss words and uh, whatnot in it. Great fun. Uh, if you're a fan, like I think one of the books you're going to discuss later, Agent 70 is Dave Crossed, Dave Crossed, Dave Ocracy. Yeah. So it's sort of similar vein of humor. So maybe a little darker even than, sure. than Dave books. Oh, so I see. Uh, Adam Reed. Oh wait, uh, I mean some. These are reviews of the book. Uh, Neil Holman is the writer of Redline. He's a producer and art director on Archer. Uh, I say Adam Reed is definitely a part of. Like you think he's like the showrunner or something? But, yeah, yeah, it's they've got like a list of you know pull quotes from people. So one of them is from Adam Reed. Uh, AV AV Club reviewed it, liked it. Leading cool comic book resources. Uh, Co creative C Lab at Adult Swim and Newsarama. Cool. So I'm if you're into the, this, yeah. yeah, it's real funny. There's uh, like I, I can talk about some of the funny things that happened in it. Um, this lady that works for the Bandit Solutions comes over, and of course the the main character is this like sort of screw up character who smells bad because he's been farting all day and he's drunk. <laughs> it's probably the guy. He's I don't think he's the guy puking on the the cover, but um. He's confronted by that. The main character is confronted by the lady that's, I guess, sort of running Bandit Solutions, and one of the main characters, like sort of coworker, like sort of army, not army, but the sort of the people, you know, boots on the ground characters. And he immediately thinks that they're screwing each other because, like, she's taking, you know, listening to advice from the guy, and there's a alien that's squished between these two boulders. <laughs> I see it, and. Uh, yeah, and there's a whole funny thing where like uh, one of the other workers gets his hand stuck in the crevice, and they need help getting him out. It's just wacky stuff. Uh, the guy that smells bad and is puke and you know is drunk is in- being interviewed by these uh, sort of roaming sort of uh, drone machines, and in the background they catch like this another worker holding like a a chopped off uh, foot in the background. So he like goes over and like yells at him to get the foot out of his, out you know, out of his shot. And then, of course, when he turns back around, the cameras have left because they don't care anymore. Mm. So just laugh after laugh, at least from my end. Cool. And it's going to be my click of the week. Nice. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. All right, uh, Roddy, you go ahead because it looks like you got a couple more books than me left. Um, okay. Actually, I have to go back and see what I read. Um, hmm. All right, so we are we in rapid fire now? Yeah, definitely rapid fire. Okay. Titans number nine. We'll do that. Uh, let's see. So, okay. So I haven't necessarily been keeping up with this book. Kind of well, kind of yes, kind of no. And um, while I'm trying to pull this up at the same time, boop. So Karen's got her powers back. She went to this place called Meta Solutions. Um, because Mal was like, hey, they helped me get rid of my powers. They can help you either get rid of your powers if you want to or, you know, or um, help you learn how to break them, how, how to use them properly because she's kind of been gaining them power but hasn't really had much of control over it. So she goes 
and um, they help. They kind of give her the suit and they help her out. Uh, but what it seems this place is is uh, what it was end up found out from the last issue was that there are a bunch of um, supervillains that are heading up this place. So cut to this issue is when the, that um, when the Titans come into the picture. You know, Mal, uh, they came in to try to rescue Karen, thinking she's in trouble, but she's you know, but she's not. They let her go, and they have a standoff between them and other people. One of which is being, which I think Tim, you might have said this. Um, one of which being Simon. Oh which, yeah, yeah, and it's him and a few other folks. And then the, and they're like, no, we're reformed, and you know, we have we've um, you know, we've turned to, we've turned to, we're trying to help people with powers or, or whatever the case may be. But realistically, you know, that's not actually the case. So the Titans and Karen leave and. You know, there's this whole big conflict between her and Mal because, you know, she, she you know, she's torn about what to do because she wants to keep her powers. And, you know, Mal's got PTSD because one of the dudes, Mammoth, apparently beat him up uh, during Titans Hunt or something. Um, so the Titans are like, well, we need to, so like, so basically they're having this big conversation, the Titans are, about like, well, they could, sure, they could reform, but, you know, this seems a little too good to be true. And then Roy starts talking about his old troubles. But then he comes and goes back and was like, like, yeah, but that's a year to, 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 to reform. So they couldn't have done it that fast because they brought up you know, the last time all of those people were fighting, fighting folks. So then they get this plan to go in and investigate the place. So Nightwing and Wally go investigate, but which ends up being a trap. And then the other Titans start to get worried and worried and they go after them. And, um, and Karen's, you know, as the Titans are leaving, they're, they're telling Mal and, and Karen this and, they're like, uh, well, you need our help. They're like, no, y'all stay here. And then Karen kind of gets her suit and, and rolls out while Mal's doing something. So we see her on the way to go help them out while the other Titans are going, you know, going to try to find out what happened to um, Nightwing and, and Wally, which, again, like I said, ends up being a trap. Um, and also comes to find out that uh, Karen herself, Bumblebee, it might be a part of this trap because, um, you know, what they may have done to her or whatever the case may, may help uh, the, the bad guys do with them. What they end up in, yeah, basically. So, and apparently, you know, like I said, Meta Solutions are pretty much like power, power brokers, which kind of remi- reminded me of a power broker from... Um, of, um, was it Ultimate Wrestling? Yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, well, well, yeah, no, yeah, before that, yeah, exactly. The, the, well, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the unlimited though. class, yeah, the unlimited class wrestling, and yeah, now uh, right. in the pages of Ant-Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they're basically supposed to, they, they kind of come off as a combination of X Factor, but comes to, come to find out they're they're actually giving other folks powers and using them for ill. So they're kind of like so they're close between Power Broker and Hobgoblin in that sense. And they're gonna okay. use Karen to to help them with their plans, which and apparently she's got an upgraded powers, which I don't know her full power set, but she's basically like the wasp in, in Marvel continuity. Okay. So Alrighty. And that and whatever happens, whatever's going to happen is going to take place next issue. So, like I said, because like I said, we see everybody kind of going towards the same place, and and Dick and Wally just fighting it out with some folks and not not having a good time of it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I could do another one before I pass it over to. Actually, sure. I got a couple. No, pull my list again. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Mosaic number six. Um, this is the issue we should have gotten months ago. And I say that because where the heck is the book? Mosaic? Here we go. Because this is the meeting of uh, Mosaic and the Inhumans. In fact, 
mm-hmm. going back to what I was saying earlier, this goes back to Shades of Civil War too, because this takes seems to take place right before um, Uncanny Inhumans Eleven, I believe it was, where he was quote unquote introduced. Was he introduced in an annual? I mean, he might have been introduced somewhere, but it was like his first appearance. But yeah, Uncanny in Uncanny uh, Inhumans Eleven, I believe, was the one where they're basically saying like, "This is the book to get," because you know, right. Not his older story, but hey, this is his big coming out or whatever the whatever the case may be. But ended up in the being that way. But this is the story, like I said, leading up to what ends up happening in that book. In fact, because they even reference like Stark and the tower coming down. And in fact, the tower does actually come down at the end of this book because, like I said, you even see the couple of panels where he starts doing the stuff that that they show in Uncanny um, mm-hmm. uh, Uncanny and Humans. I believe that's the book. I'm pretty certain. But um, but it's stuff leading up to it. So I'm almost assuming that this book takes place was taking place back then because, like I said, I'm a couple of issues behind in this one. Mm-hmm. But from what I skimmed through of last issue, didn't seem like seem like it was kind of continued. This was kind of going on to something else. Yeah, I can see this. I can see this being written uh, for the Civil War arc. Yeah. So it was really weird that I said, and it, it makes no kind of references to it either. Because I was like, and I only know this because, like I said, I read that book, and I'm like, well, and knowing what happened d- during that time, because you know, normally they would say, hey, this would come before or around X Y Z book, and it doesn't do that at all, right? Okay, so that part was strange. But outside of that, I'm like, this is this is the story we should have gotten back then. But here it is. The so weird, the weird thing more to the Inhumans, right? So what? To connect him more to the Inhumans. Right. Like, this is him actually meeting. This is when he actually met the Inhumans and found out, you know, what what the deal is for it. In fact, it kind of came around in a weird way because he took control of Lockjaw. Okay. Because Lockjaw kind of poured it up on him because apparently, you know, um, he's attracted to Inhumans, specifically new ones, which kind of makes sense because he did kind of approach, you know, like Miss Marvel or whatever. In fact, we see Miss Marvel in this book because. Yeah, no, I was going to say, but if you recall correctly, I think Medusa sent Lockjaw. If I'm not mistaken. Probably, but that's not the way this paints it. I see. No, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean to Miss Marvel. But you're right. But yeah, but, no, but, but they, they say, but they how, say yeah. right. But they say in this book, in fact, it Medusa's the one that says like, yeah, he's in, he's attracted to, you know, uh, Newton humans. And I said, I think I did say New Mutants. I didn't mean to do that, but Newton humans. Um, and you know, like I said, they have a chat about it. But like I said, the weirdest still outside of that was like, say, he takes over Lockjaw, and then he, the last teleporting that Lockjaw do does is back to Adelan. And the only person, and then was that gets out of his body, nobody can see him except for a flamed on Johnny Storm for some reason. And I, I don't think that was ever explained as to why. They'll probably explain it very soon. And it makes, you know, I was about to say to, to a certain extent, you got to wonder if maybe, uh, the, uh, torch can see things on like an infrared level or something like that, you know? Yeah, maybe because it's a heat signature, maybe. Maybe because he flamed off and then couldn't see him anymore and nobody else could see him in the room. So then Johnny has to, so Johnny flames on again and, He's talking to Mosaic while everybody's watching, and he's basically saying something about um, like Sue taught me this tactic to kind of focus something out, and he's using, and he knows who Mosaic is, mm-hmm. you know his his well his given name whatever uh, the case may be, uh, again he knows him as a basketball star and this and the other, so he's kind of geeking out a little bit and this and uh, whatever. So he was like, you know, Sue taught me this thing, and you basketball f- folks should know this too. It's like just concentrated, so now people can see him in mm-hmm. his. In his mosaic body, and then like Medusa and them talking. So, like I said, this is the issue. Regardless of all of that, this is the issue that should have happened. Though, but it was this is one to read if you kind of 
if you read that stuff back then and you really know want to know what happened before then or leading up to that part, mm-hmm. this would be the issue to read. Gotcha. All right. So I've only got a couple books left. Uh, Tim mentioned it earlier. Um, I love reading Ryan Farrier's and uh, uh, Valentin Ramon's book, Dave. I've read the first two volumes, and the current volume is entitled Daveocracy. Um, from the title, you can definitely um, get the very strong hint that this book is uh, influenced and is uh, kind of meta commentary on you know on uh, on, on current events here in this country. Um, basically, uh, just to recap what happened in the first issue, the, uh, the robot president was assassinated and, uh, war hero, uh, Dave, who we followed through, uh, two volumes, uh, figures it's a good time to uh, run for president. But, um, one of the, uh, conglomerate, one of the big corporations, uh, who basically run, um, uh, a, a, a cross between Facebook, Google, and, and, and Twitter, um, you know, so, you know, kind of an amalgamation of the three, uh, uh, the programmers come up with, uh, their own, uh, candidate. They basically create a candidate and it's obviously very much based upon, um, uh, uh caricatures of, uh, a current, uh, agent orange. Um, thank you, Buster Rhymes. Um, so, you know, that being said, there's a lot of uh, great uh, jokes in here about the current state of public affairs in our in our world, and it's a riff, it's satire, it's you know, it, there's there's lots of um, uh, very knowing uh, jokes and winks to uh, what's going on right now. Um, um, it's very very well written. You know, while you do have to kind of get past the numbers being in place of certain letters of our alphabet, you know, you get used to that very quickly, and it's just it's hysterical. Um, the characters are constantly evolving and moving forward. We have Dave's uh, immediate family and the relationships that they are developing and destroying and repairing and uh, just you know muddling their way through, uh, much like uh, you know everyone else does in their day to day relationships. Uh, you know, it's all right here in this book. It's all very well written, very well uh, drawn by Valentin Ramon. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for something, um, you know, with, you know, with definite uh, uh, commentary on what's going on right now, but it's still fairly lighthearted, give this book a read. It's definitely uh, worth your time. Um, you know, you'll have a good time reading it. Right. Do you want to take a book? Because I've yes. only got one left after this. Yeah, I got, uh, I'll go ahead and get my last two out of the way. Um and the one of them being, you probably don't have it. Oh, yeah, we do. Josie and the Pussycats, number five, which is, you would think that's kind of strange, but not. This, this book is actually pretty good. Um, so Josie and the P- Pussycats, after an adventure in Rome and some miscommunication between her and Alan M about some, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff, which wasn't the case, you know, Josie's kind of in her own deal, which apparently this first arc is about her growth or whatever the case may be. But um, they end up at a country, uh, at a state fair, and they meet this little girl named Felicity Mountain, who's just like this, you know, who's their opening act, and this, you know, who they find out to be like has this uh, great voice. And then there's this other pop star named Sherry Overwood. Uh, yes, and you know who that's kind of a rough mm-hmm. off of. Who is also there, and the reason why they're at this this fair is because they're trying to get noticed by her, so they can get maybe possibly get a song with her or something like, something like that. But this other little kid named Felicity, who is their opening act, 
kind of takes the affair by storm and, and Sherry's like, um, like, yeah, I want to do a song with you, this and that other, which leads just to get, get real obsessed with this kid and thinking she's like not a kid and some kind of adult prodigy weird kind. So she's she start goes to start to try to undermine or uh, find out, you know, what's the deal on her and whatnot. At the same time, you got Valerie kind of getting a breaking point because kind of while Josie's off doing this, well, not even while off, just like, like, look, you've had this growth and you're trying to you're trying to get better, but now I have to figure out what my place is in it because after all this stuff, you still don't seem to, you know, you still seem to be kind of hitting some of the same stuff. So I got to figure out what I need to do for myself. So her and Melody go off and they have a talk and Melody's the voice voice of reason for one reason. There's a lot of fourth wall breaking. And a, and a lot of puns and jokes that that um that come up through the course of this book and the previous issues also. That's why I said, give this book a try because it's a fairly smart book. It's a pretty smart book. You know, you got Marguerite Bennett writing it and, and Cameron Theodora Theodio, excuse me. And the art is great by Audrey Mark. So you don't have to be a girl to read this book. I'm going to tell you that. Because um, like I said, it's pretty good. You can almost tell like if you follow Marguerite Bennett on. Twitter, you could almost see some of the stuff that she has written. In fact, there was like even a panel where she even that was written to almost look like her as Melody, but that's a whole new social right there. Check this book out. It's pretty cool. Um, and they end up getting some getting into some some police trouble at the end, thanks to one uh, Alexandra Cabot, but we'll find out what happens with that next issue. Uh, last book would be I'm not going to do Silver Surfer. Uh, Dr. Afra number five which basically uh, another book that I haven't really been keeping up with. Well, I'm kind of behind on not keeping up with, I should say. But um, last one I remember reading was like issue two or something. She ran across her dad and apparently her dad was the one who um, her had her doctorate uh, taken from her, but he tries to get her to go off on this, you know, thing, trying to find this, um, these group of people called the, um, some ancient, some ancient, um, something to do with the Jedi and uh, I'm looking at the name right now, the Ordu Expecta. In the meantime, they're also getting chased Patronum. by the Empire. Yeah, I know, right? They're also <laughs> being chased by the Empire for some reason. Uh, they get to this old Jedi temple and they find some stuff. And they get into a firefight with the, with the Empire, which as you can see on this cover, they, like I said, they can chase with um, Black Crescendant, with, who was the Wookiee that was with him, says, I'm out. <laughs> if, you, if you survive this, I still want my money. So, and Afra and her dad have to kind of get away from the, the Empire while trying to figure out what's going on with this temple and trying to find the, you know, the, the people or the, the race or whatever that her dad is trying to go after. They come across some old Jedi stuff, and in the end, they come across this crystal that ends up powering this machine that ends up bringing back to life the person that her dad was looking for. But all might not be what it seems because there's a, this big robot, almost General Grievous-looking a Jedi person that wakes up and sparks up a lightsaber that might try to attack them in the end. We don't know what's going on with that, but that was that. All right. I guess I'll wrap up uh, our uh, comic reviews for the week with Nova number four. Now, um, for those of you who have not yet picked up this volume of Nova, uh, this Nova (laughs) book, oh, nice. Um, This Nova book actually uh, co-stars both Sam Alexander and Richard Ryder. And as you can see on the cover that Roddy Cat has has been so kind to put up on the screen for uh, those watching the video, um, 
Richard Ryder reconnects with uh, one of his love interests during uh, Annihilation, during his uh, run, during that run in uh, Nova. Uh, I'm speaking specifically of Gamora, and um, it's interesting because this basically catches us up uh, directly to where we last saw Gamora on the run from the Ultimates and Captain Marvel. Um, in the pages of Guardians of the Galaxy and and some of the other books, as Guardian as as this run of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, kind of wraps up um, before the the relaunch, but um, you know it's it's very cool to see both characters uh, on 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 uh, you know both of their stories being told in tandem in this book. Uh, this book specifically is a story of two dates. We have uh, Sam on his very first date, uh, getting driven around by his mom, which uh, brought back some awful memories, uh, not of my mom driving me around, but you know, we all, we all, we've all been there, um, you know, pre driver's license, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, Richard Ryder and Gamora get together. And obviously if you haven't been reading this um, and you're not up to date, something came back with Richard Ryder uh, when he escaped the cancer verse and, um, there's, you know, we're definitely uh, uh, rocketing, no pun intended, rocketing towards the reveal of what it is that came through, uh, came back from the Cancerverse with him. So uh, if you're looking to jump on, now is the time because it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've, I'm enjoying reading this right now. Yeah, maybe I'm, I've had my fill of the teen superheroes and I was a big fan of Richard Ryder. So I, I kind of wanted to see what happened to that character. And I like the fact that this is like a, a new uh, a younger and an older, more experienced Nova kind of having to uh, work together. And I really hope that once they resolve um, what's going on with Richard Ryder, they keep him in the book. I hope that this does not revert back to um, the previous volumes of Nova when it was just Sam and Alexander. It's good that they're getting to the Groot of the problem. Oh! <laughs> I think you that, really. <laughs> yeah. All right, clicks of the week time. We already got Tim's. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm going to throw mine out there. I'm going to say my click of the week, as much as I actually liked uh, some of the twists in Steve Rogers' uh, Captain America number 13, and as much as I enjoyed reading Daveocracy number two because of its uh, uh, very pertinent, very timely political uh, commentary, uh, I got to go with uh, Inhumans versus X-Men number six because it was a very good wrap-up to this long storyline between the two groups of characters. Lots of you know, lots of uh, great wrap ups to some of the smaller plot lines too. Good deal. And I am slightly torn between Josie and the Pussycats and Justice League Power Rangers. Um, so I think I'm going to go with, in the interest of time, Justice League Power Rangers number three. But I will say, go read Justin Pussycats. No matter who you are, book's good. Cool. All right, so we we'll get to the first ad read of the night. Um, this episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale at a discount each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. What's featured right now are uh, I Ain't No Snitch. Um, it's actually a, a, a rendition of the Golden Snitch from Harry Potter. And... Um, uh, another design that is uh, featured right now is uh, Tape Lord. It's actually uh, a riff on Star Lord of Guardians of the Galaxy. To help, and many more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. 
click on the Busted Tees banner, and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. All righty. Cinematic news for the week. Some stuff happening this week. Yes, it's been busy. Busy week. Yeah, we Stranger had um, um, Emerald City was this week, so there's a good, little bit of news out of that. That's right. Plus some That's other right. Stuff. Yes. Stranger Things star Caleb McLaughlin wants to play Spider-Man. If the baby wants to play Morales. Spider-Man, let the baby play Spider-Man. Baby. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Marvel, ABC, and Humans entangle Sarinda Swan as Medusa, and the entire cast was also revealed. Yeah, we kind of touched upon that first part uh, last week at the end of the show, and this was like the rest of it that was that came out after that. Yeah, and it's cool that uh, some of the new humans that were introduced um, in the in the recent uh, Inhuman series have uh, come out, or even new, actually not new humans, but maybe new Inhuman characters like Auron. The uh, who are uh, What's her name? Auron? Yes. How are you saying? Yeah. So, yes. New humans. It might be Auron. Auron? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Auron. Uh, yeah, I keep wanting to say Uhura, but that's the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we touched on new humans to appear on the Inhumans TV series. Uh, get your first look at the young cast of Marvel's Runaways with these new something. I can't see the entire. Oh, behind the scenes photos. So, okay. as, if you're watching the video, there was some. some cast picks that were taken oh, that one even doesn't even look right the, didn't see that news yeah i think this was a few days ago yeah yeah so i did not cool see this that. this is cool and shout out to at man wang 97 i care about the new inhumans <laughs> so yeah I like some, some set pictures interesting and the runaways pilot rat production patrick stewart would play professor x again with deadpool well, he said he would consider it because, like, like we said, like we found out last week, he he's pretty much gave up the role. He said he wasn't going to do it anymore, but then he turned around and said that hey, he would do it if it was if it was Deadpool, just like um, Hugh Jackman said previously um, a little while ago. So that's interesting. Pretty much, if it's more creative enough and then they offer enough money, they'll do whatever. Sure, the way I look at it. Uh, there was a report that Janelle Monae was the front runner for Domino. Yeah, forget that. We got we did better with Zazie Beats from Atlanta. from Atlanta. Yeah, which hey, uh, I ain't mad at the pick, but so I, the, the 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 Janelle Monae thing was kind of funny because I, I was like because that just kind of plays into how Hollywood picks stuff because it's like mm-hmm. okay she just won a bunch of awards you know some awards for she's getting the prominence for uh, for a, you know no uh, what's one called for her? So she was in um, and in, uh, whatever other movie she did. Yeah, no, yeah, Hidden Figures. And, Hidden um, Figures, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, 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 up two I movies. that one thing that people have been, do, been doing online, so I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> Hidden Figures, and I believe she was also in Moonlight. She was also in Moonlight, that is correct, yes. So, because she's been winning awards for that, then, you know, Hollywood was like, okay, sure. But this was like, like this came out, like, earlier today, the, the fact that they finally picked uh, Zed's Beach, which, like I said, ain't mad at that pick at all. Okay. I got to break the news. Nice. This, you wrote it already? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see your article. I just saw this just a little bit ago. Yes. Good job. It was a busy day, busy week. Good week, though. Good, good. It was a slip up, Matt. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blowing up spots tonight. And I was also doing that way. Mercy. Ryan Reynolds released the Deadpool <laughs> teaser that went ahead of Logan. 
All right. I actually haven't seen Logan yet. I know that Tim did, right? I did. I liked it. And Roddy Cat, did you see it? I have not. No, but I've been hearing nothing but good things about yes, it. Yes, I have heard many good things. But I did see this trailer. I mean, this uh, this teaser. It was. It is what you expect. And I, I like that the the one at least online is like a little couple seconds longer than the one in theater. Oh, okay. Because the one in theater didn't have a Stanley cameo in it. Okay. Oh yeah, because yeah, because there was a there was a tweet or something from Stanley talking about thanks for keeping my my cameo in the trailer or something like that. Yeah, I didn't see him in the in the one in the movie theater. So that was funny. Yeah. When I actually went and watched it online after the fact. All right. uh, let's see, Deadpool will start in X Force, plus more on the future of the X Men film universe. Yeah, I wanted to just touch upon some of these notes that Roddy uh, uh, added to the sheet very quickly. So I see that Simon Kinberg, uh, the executive producer of uh, Legion, uh, kind of dropped some tidbits about um, upcoming projects, X Men related projects through Deadline. And he mentioned that uh, that uh, Fox is working hard on New Mutants, Gambit with Channing Tatum, Deadpool 2, and the new X-Force movie where Deadpool is alongside Cable and other main characters. So it's interesting that the one, you know, I mean, they're happy about the success of Logan, but I think what really jump-started their, uh, I guess, their, their, their second wind or third wind or fifth wind um, for, the X, for the X characters was Deadpool. You know, once they kind of discovered a, a formula that that was a, at least mildly successful, if not majorly successful, they're sticking with that, and they're trying to use maybe the spirit and the 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 um, the uh, I guess the mood and the and the way the stories are told uh, in some of the other uh, X movies that they're producing. It seems like there's definitely a kind of a darker humor uh, involved in all these, probably. Yeah. I would imagine Deadpool's, well, I think as we will see in a little bit, Deadpool's success has, has sparked a, a couple of different things in a couple sure. of different places, and they will, they're going to run into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, I, talk, I wrote about uh, the appeal of Deadpool. Yes. Or not Deadpool, Cable, I mean. Mm-hmm. I cool. Nice. All right, what's next? Next, next is Kobe Bell to co-star in Fox Marvel Pilot. Yeah, so there they're stacking up, folks. And at first, I was like, I didn't know who that name was, but I knew the face, and then I remember he was on the game. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't know the name, but I saw the face, and I knew who it was. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jared Leto circling Tron reboot at Disney. Where is PCN underscore Dirt to talk about this? <laughs> you Where know, I, I, I I can't speak for Dirt, but I know he like I are I am you know are both kind of uh, excited for a Tron reboot. I'm not too hot on Jared Leto after his turn in Suicide Squad. Which but... is on HBO now, by the way. And I don't know if I want to watch it still. Which version? Suicide Squad. Isn't it, on, isn't it on... Um, no, I mean, which version? Is it the 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 uh, theatrical or the extended? Oh, sweet. Holy Jesus. I don't know. You it's know, on yeah, HBO. Huh? I'm still trying to figure out if I want to waste my time watching it. You might as well. I mean, you know, you can't get that time back. But it's not, it's not that horrendous. And, that and X-Men Apocalypse is also on HBO, which is crazy. Yeah, I still haven't, haven't watched that one yet either. But, I mean, hey, it's worth a watch. It's fun in spots, but... All right. Anyway. Star Wars Rebels is returning for a fourth season. Yes. I know you're happy about this, Roddy. Absolutely. I still need to catch up on a, on, a, on the last couple of episodes, but yeah, I love that show. The Wire's Michael K. Williams joins the Han Solo movie to make it even more badass. All right. All right. Uh, what the hell is Star Wars Rivals? Uh, because Lucasfilm applied a trademark for it. Yeah. Which is news, but not a news because you know, we don't know what this is, and people are speculating. And I'm like, this sounds like a video game to me, but you know that the, the patent is kind of broad. <laughs> okay. 
Disney may have just spoiled Luke's first words in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It's all the Star la, Wars. La, 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 la. I haven't seen you know anything about this. La, 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 la. No, no, no spoiling. I, I kind of ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Not, I mean, it. Don't. I wouldn't worry about it too much because even if that is the case, let's put it this way: what is said kind of makes sense. Sure. What, if that's the case, <laughs> right? That's funny. Mark Wahlberg making sci-fi comic book in hopes of launching movie franchise. Seriously. Like, exactly. is he worried that they're not going to keep uh, uh, putting him into Transformers movies? Come on, man. No, here's what he's trying to do, which I, I'm not too crazy about. He's basically trying to make something happen by trying to make something happen, you know? Yeah. Because, the, the, you know, sci-fi is kind of still hot and the comic book movies still are. So, hey, why not make a time for sci- uh, sci-fi comic book so that I can make a movie off of and try to cash in on some of that money? Oy. And I hope it doesn't work out for him. I like Mark, Mark Wahlberg to a point, but this is, that's... It's uh, enough. Yeah. But if you're curious, it's called it's um comic book series will be called Alien Bound Hunter from Vault Comics. All right. Everything we know about the Wonder Woman movie because yeah. a whole bunch of stuff came out. All right. Pretty much. Yeah, sounds like um yeah, uh Comic Bound which is buried in the GameSpot hole went to see a screener of some stuff or went to to see whatever and they found out some stuff and found yeah, out Yeah, it looks stuff. like I think all the sites all the sites got to visit the set yeah. and so everyone's got the same uh, news right tidbits wait a second now i just skimmed the next issue the next article so i did not know that dolph lundgren had appeared on arrow and i guess he is set oh, to yeah. return for multiple episodes oh, and yeah. he's playing a russian character that is not ivan drago uh it kind of is kind of oh. not because um, he's not the retired boxer who got beat up by rocky and now he's doing something else actually he's not too far off from it because and i'm granted i am behind on the season but he's a russian mobster there was a fight I do remember between him and Arrow, and there was a little bit of type boxing type grappling. You know, there was some stuff going on, and he whipped uh, Arrow's ass. Really, he didn't talk about how he was made of uh, made of made of iron. No, there was there was no eye break. You, he was just talking because, like I said, you know, he's a monster yeah. in this. And actually, it was a flashback, so it was one of those. And like I said, that was the last time I actually seen the show. Not because of whatever, but it was because of the crossover, which just hadn't caught up on everything after that. Sure. Okay, so, but yeah, he was he, he did all right though. I was like, I was he was enjoyable. So, yeah, I guess they kept, he's going to be around a couple more times. All right. So the CW has ordered a second season of Riverdale. I know there's fans of Riverdale here on the show. <laughs> okay. No? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't Crickets? know. I've only seen the, no, I'm reading <laughs> Dirt's uh, message from the from Hangouts. But, um, <laughs> oh, God, that carries so many connotations. I know, right? So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, Tim, you're the only one that's been still watching Riverdale, right? No. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I watched the first episode. And yeah, same it. here. That's funny. All right, uh, let's see. So, go for it. Yeah. So, Star Trek Discovery will have Jason Isaacs as its captain, but not the main star. Interesting. Okay, check off. <laughs> Interesting. He's known by many as Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, you know, is he going to be? Oh, or, is going to be? Uh, yeah, is he going to be ordering? Uh, what call it? Uh, Dobby around? What? Uh, see. More news, Kickstarter or Indiegogo project for what we left behind, Star Trek Deep Space Nine doc. Yes, and I totally forgot, this has been uh, going, this has been going on for um, a minute, and the last day is tomorrow. They've already made their goal, so it's going to happen, uh, but if you are a fan of Deep Space Nine, which I am, and I believe uh, Dirt is, you got one more day if you want to you check this out, if you want to get in on this. I believe it is expected to come out though next February or so. 
something like that. Yeah, February of, of next year. But and the it is being directed by Leonard Nimoy's son Adam and produced by uh, showrunner Ira Stephen Bayer and David Sapone. So it's some people behind Deep Space Nine. Cool. The first pictures from the Flash Supergirl musical crossover are here. All right. Yeah. Oh, with I the mean, more music meister. Uh, come on, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, come on. <laughs> uh, Looney Tunes and other classic cartoons getting a streaming service called Boomerang. Well, yeah, so basically Boomerang. Boomerang no, it, is, it is absolutely the same. Yeah, so basically they're going digital, through digital streaming. So what channel. happens to the channel? That, I don't know. That's interesting because I have that channel. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, like it kind of doesn't say, and I don't know. As far as I know, the channel is still on cable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like maybe this is a, in addition to that. Right. So this week's uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, features first images from Thor Ragnarok, and there's a lot of interesting images that hit the uh, the interwebs and uh, flooded my Facebook feed, and uh, I kind of like what I see. I know that there's a lot of people out there trying to figure out what's going on, what's with the swords, blah, blah, blah. People give it a chance. I've seen more uh, about, why did he change and cut his hair? Oh, that too. Yeah. I'm like, really? All right. But we definitely get um, some first shots of Tessa Thompson as a Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. As you can see, if you're watching the the video version. Right. And uh, and Kate Blanchett as Hela. Uh Yeah, that's That's the cover. She looks really good. Which I think we would get to, and then we see, uh, the, I guess that's Ruffalo with uh, yeah, that's Ruffalo, yeah. Uh, I don't know, well, I don't know what that one is. It's Hella, yeah. But the cover, the the cover picture of her as Hella looks really good. Now, who is this right here with uh, Valkyrie? Do we? Is that someone? It might be we, someone random. Stanley's cameo. I don't know. I don't know. I was about to say, is that Death's head? No, it can't be. It looks like a Power Ranger. Anyway, um, that's Jeff Goldblum as a. Uh, is it the Grandmaster? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I saw this picture and I died up, and I'm like, okay, I, I see it, but at the same time, I couldn't help but laugh at it. Yeah, it's it's comical because you know who it is, but you right. know, in the context of the movie, it probably just looked fine. Yeah, but although the Grandmaster is always kind of ridiculous, kinda. So you know, there's some more behind the scenes shots, and there's the cover. Yeah, yeah, she looks good as hell right there. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy Ellen, that like you never expect these characters to ever make it to the screen, and you just see them now, and and it's just mind boggling. <laughs> Know, right? Yeah. Like one of the criticisms I read about Valkyrie's costume is that it doesn't look like Valkyrie's costume. You know, like it doesn't have like the at least a couple of the um, the metal discs on it. If it had, yeah, that, but none of the, awesome. really none of the costumes ever look like the ones out of the comic book. Maybe no, but Thor's, about, at least the no, ones coming closest. Exactly but, what I was gonna say is at least Thor's has some of the metal uh, trim that makes hmm. it look like the costume. That's what she needs. She needs maybe it'll evolve during the movie, but I doubt it. It'd be yeah, nice or, if she had a little bit of the trim, and that would be awesome. Yeah, or like I mean, Captain America and Iron Man before anybody say anything. Yeah, those like those are close. But then again, you know what much does what you do. But like most of the other movie costumes, you know, you get in his stuff are not going to. Right, be it's an adaptation. Yeah, right, it's an adaptation. But then you look at Hella's. I'm wondering if that's not pretty damn close. Well, yeah, she doesn't have Especially the horns. She has the headgear. Yeah, you know, so they'll probably have her in the headgear maybe once during the movie. But maybe. anyway, yeah. um, the next story is uh, uh, was something we were referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, there's probably uh, uh, R-rated uh, DC superhero movies coming down the pike with the uh, success of uh, Deadpool and Logan. Gotta, this is what this is what WB and DC has been waiting for forever, right? Get those Zack Snyder R-rated movies going. Mm-hmm. You think? Maybe. I mean, Justice League. Well, not Justice League. Um, Batman, Superman. Batman, Batman, Batman. Superman was nothing but like injustice brought to life almost. 
Oh, no. And yeah, that's, they, all it seemed, that's all it seems like they want to do. They saw how popular Injustice was, and it's like we need a movie like a movie like the video game and yeah, like the, the Batman Arkham games. Yeah, like you said when we were talking about Batman Superman, they were that close with that, and they should have just gone gone ahead fully with it. But yep, it didn't. Yeah, I put my iPad away like I'm done reading news. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, we got we got. Plenty. All right, so moving uh, on. I was that's, this next article is incorrect. You can skip that one. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We have to amend that one. It's for the animated. Oh, wait. No, you got it right. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. So, which is still kind of weird because I'm like, okay, and I think, I want to say last time I saw it, it was on HBO or Showtime or one of those junkers, so I don't know if it's still there or not. I mean, I don't know why it would need an R-rated movie, except for maybe a couple of parts where there's a beheading and whatnot. Spoiler alert. But if I add some cussing in or something. I guess. Yeah. So. Sure. But yeah, Wonder the animated Wonder Woman's reportedly getting an R-rated release. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on. Jessica Henwitz, Colleen Wing takes the spotlight in a new Iron Fist featurette. Yes. I'm staying away from all that stuff now. It's coming out very soon. Yeah, the Next reviews. Friday. Of, uh, the the reviews. Is it this Friday? Next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, the reviews for the the first six. Uh, shows have not been great, but you know they're saying that she's the standout. Which I'm gonna say it once and I'm say it again. They need to do a Daughters of the Dragon show if, because mm. if she shows out like I think she she it seems to be going to, and we already know how Miss Knight turned out. They need to go ahead and do that show. Mm-hmm. But the reviews are in. You can read them. Yeah, or don't and just wait. Exactly, wait so that you can take in the entire uh, season before rendering any sort of verdict. Yeah. The the feature ad is called Daughter of the Dragon. People, come on! Uh, granted, you know somebody knows something. Hugh Jackman might help cast next Wolverine. Yeah, I kind of I kind of changed that because it says Will, but all of this says is basically um, Simon Kimberg pretty much says like you know they're not looking for Wolverine right now, right now, but if they do, he might try to get Jackman's help. But I'm saying like from what I heard about Logan, they kind of don't really need to do that. They already have one. But Telltale Games, Guardians of the Galaxy, first look, voice cast revealed. Yeah. So we'll probably get more on Logan's. We'll get more on this as um when PAX comes around this weekend. Okay. Images look nice. Yeah. Yeah, Telltale's just do, do pretty good with their stuff. I've never played the Telltale tell, tell game. Tell me, you might want to play that Batman one. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I still got one more episode to go, but it's, it's good. It's not in game, mind you, but, you know, it's still a Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, S23 creator share a spinoff pitch and what he wishes Marvel hadn't done. That being uh, Craig Kyle, oh, mm-hmm. co-creator. Yeah, basically he had he had a treatment or something. So basically that was an interview and they and they asked him you know how he felt about it and he was like, well, don't know. The only thing he wishes Marvel hadn't done was put her in the Wolverine suit. Made her, he he wished they hadn't better Wolverine, but he's happy to did or something like that. I don't know. They didn't make whatever. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. In the comments. The article said this. Oh, in the comments. Yeah, in the comments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, MIT students have made an awesome fan film about Riri Williams, the new Iron Man. I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. Ironheart! It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Comic book news. Image Comics. Image Comics unleashes 15 new series at Emerald City Comic Con. Jeez. Yeah, including a couple by some artists. Or some well-known artists, because uh, Declan Shalvey has a book coming out. Jordi Belairs has a book coming out, and um, there's also one called what, "Bear Shirt Wrestler" or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. But oh yeah, the, uh, I forget who's doing that. Ooh, <laughs> that's an article. 
But um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of stuff coming 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 by coming up from Image. Shelly Bond joins IDW for new Black Crown imprints. Bloodshot would take on Parenthood and White Supremacy in a new series from Valiant, uh, <laughs> who's been being written by Jeff Lemire, staying on the series, and it's kind of at least Bleeding Cool has at least rumors of him leaving Marvel, which actually looked like it might be accurate. Yeah, I wasn't too sure about putting making something out of that one, but yeah, I just wanted to like mention it briefly. He kind of he kind of almost confirmed it on his Twitter. Right, Lemire's done with Marvel. Oh no, kidding! Uh, He's so his um, what you want to call it? Did he have an exclusive? It ran out. It was a two-year exclusive. I see. Yeah, he's basically. Talking about stuff that he's was still doing from from Marvel, but stuff he wants to do in the future. He sounds like he wants to take a break from that stuff or from Marvel stuff and do his own thing. It's time to make that independent money, right? And I guess still do stuff for Valiant because I guess he likes doing that at least. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder, as far as that goes, I wonder what, who's if Thanos is just going to end or is someone else going to take that over. I mean, if it goes the way the other stuff has been going, probably just end. Old man Logan's going, but that's probably a given. And Moon Knight, I guess that's the other one. We need to see what, right, that's what happens with. Right. The art of Rick and Morty reveals never before seen concept art. Zero boxes in a league of their own from Warner Brothers and DC. Uh, Clue comic will play will pay tribute to the classic movie with three different endings. So I'm excited for this because I love the hell out of the Clue movie. What game? All right, sure, cool. But yeah, I love the Clue movie, so I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do with this. They've changed some characters, I see. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to pe- post that article. I have so much news to get posted on the, the blog. I shall play catch-up this week. And Jim Zub is a new writer on Uncanny Avengers. Yep. Taking over from Jerry Duggan, who followed me this week on Twitter. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, I'll talk, I'll talk about Smash Like Offline to y'all. Um, <laughs> I was going to say operational security, Tim. Operational security. I was going to say, Jerry, the reason I mentioned Jerry Duggan is because, um, you know, since he's taken over Guardians of the Galaxy, well, all new Guardians of the Galaxy, is probably why Uncanny Avengers need to go from schedule. Uh, Team NT Shadows of the Past board game gets its first expansion. April Neil Hero Pack. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, X Men fan watching the video. Let me just keep the video on you since you've got everything up. No, not everything getting there, but <laughs> uh, it's been... creates electrified Wolverine claws, not a, not not hydraulic powered or electrically extending. No. They're actually electrified. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching the video, you can see he's got like basically the the claws, and he's got a little grip here, and there, there's a wire running down to I'm assuming a battery, and he's um they spark up, and he's tried to cut things with it. And good job, smart guy. Good job. Yeah. Uh, a rumor from. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con that Justice Society of America comic is already planned, which is kind of a given. I think that and the uh, Tom King doing a Legion of Superheroes book is coming. I thought it was going to be announced this weekend, but it wasn't. Uh, Yona Harvey, first black woman to pin Storm for Marvel, and she gets to do that in the Black Panther and the Crew series. Mm-hmm. Justice League action runs with first mobile game and app. I was going to pull it up, but I'm not. Um, but it's a runner, just like some of those other stuff. It's it's all right. Okay. Uh, Make Mine Marvel 
will relaunch titles, not with number ones, but with legacy numbering. That's a rumor from Bleeding Cool again. Yeah, I have not seen that anywhere else, so I don't know. I mean, they're the only ones that kind of uh, hang out in the rumor mill. Yeah. So they're just kind of like putting TVs together, guessing like what uh, generations and all that kind of stuff is referring to. Yeah, Yeah, which is why I try not to put a lot of that stuff in, in there. But yeah. Secret Empire villain variants had new clues for Marvel events. People are getting pissy about it already. Of course. Why do you have a uh, a German character associating with the Nazi Hydra, even though it's just a variant cover? And these things have been shown before, where variants don't really mm-hmm. everything on a variant cover doesn't mean it's going to happen in a series. Right. So, okay. Oh wait, you missed. Let's get mad at. Yeah, no, right. Let's get mad for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, you missed one a while back, but we'll keep on going. We'll go, we'll go back to it, because I thought this was kind of funny. Take a peek inside Logan's secret X-Men comic from the Logan movie. Uh, we found out about the truth about the fake Clark Kent and Superman Reborn. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that. We talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, more rumors. Peter Parker will no longer be a CEO in Amazing Spider-Man. That's not a big surprise. Not, which I'm hoping that's not the case, because I mean, he should be there, I think, but... Sure, right, but, but at the end, yeah, what I was gonna say is, but at the end of the day, that particular aspect of the character has been been going on for what more than a year plus. It's almost like it's that's just like the cycle of uh, stories in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, I guess. Like, remember how he was at Horizon for for a while? Well, yeah, you know? and then they killed that off, and now he was, you know what I mean? And then they went to, uh, you know, his next step was to be the, the CEO of like a like a to be kind of like a a a, a, a semi rich person's Tony Stark as opposed to like the really rich person's Tony Stark. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks like it's been a long time since, since we've had pour down and out Peter and that shouldn't come back. Yeah. Not for a while or ever. Something that we're going to probably be uh, fans of totally awesome. Hulk and weapon X join forces and new Marvel crossover. I, uh, I, I don't know, know how to feel about this yet. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I know that it's written by Greg pack and thankfully yes. it's not Greg land. Um, <laughs> shout out to Matt Wayne. Stay tuned. He could, be, could be doing the weapon the covers. Of the oh Lord, no! <laughs> but in any event, um, you know it, it's it's interesting that uh, Greg Park is doing this and he's uh, intertwining the you know two of the, the Marvel books that he's uh, working on. So you know that's the interesting part, and I like that you know he comes out and says, "Look, these are very interesting characters to try to team up and combine into a, a coherent story." So. You know, give it give it a shot, and there's bound to be like pretty interesting quirks that pop up that he explores. So here's my thing with this, and maybe this is just old me, but this was sounds like something that late eighties, eighties, early nineties me would love the hell out of because sure. at the time they were both still pretty popular. I'm not saying Wolverine's not, but like that, this kind of amalgam seemed like it would have been a better thing then for me. But yeah, but what's old know. is new again. Yeah, I like that. I like the title, the WMD, and it weapons of unit destruction. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Larry this Hama. This is my favorite be, story of the week. Larry Hama would be realized yeah. as a G.I. Joe action figure. And if uh, Roddy is kind enough to put up an image, this image yeah. is, is so well sculpted. That is a great likeness of Larry Hama. Not if final design. Yeah, but it's a great likeness. That, that uh, the, you know, uh, if you've ever met Larry Hama in real life, and obviously there's many pictures of him online, uh, this is a very, very good for a, for a small action figure is a good likeness. Yeah, so this is a Kickstarter that more than made his gold looks like. <laughs> yep. So, but I think you could still kind of get into it if you want it. I'm not sure if it ended yet. 
Yeah. Yeah, still, still got like 20 days, or not 18 or some of the days ago. But yeah, and it's on to 27. So if you still want to get in and go for it. And scientists finally observed time crystals. But what the hell so, are they? Okay, so I just threw this in there because I thought it was funny because, um, you know, it, there's no direct comic link in here, but I thought just I was like, this is a real science thing that uh, that's actually happening. So how long is it until we get a gauntlet and five other crystals? Oh, five no. Other like the, the article's long and it explains what they're talking about in here that, you know, that is an actual quote unquote thing, or at least an, an approximation of a thing, but I'm not going to go through it because I still don't understand what the heck. <laughs> The That's awesome. Is. But uh, wrapping back around for for something um, before we get to the last couple of bits of news. Um, so I found out when I uh, when I when I saw this article. Apparently, General Mills has a has a uh, blog and a podcast, which that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but okay. Um, and this is kind of recently been making the news, but there is going to be the Big G is going to have a promotion with DC Comics, in which uh, some of their series are going to have. Justice League inspired um, cereal boxes. You can see them on the picture here, and even on the back, it uh, looks like there's going to be like a there's going to be a, um, a crossover covers basically. So as you see from the sketches here, and you got Cinnamon Toast Crunch with the Green Lantern stuff, Trix Rabbit with Superman, Bat- Honey Nut Cheerios, you know, blah blah blah. You can see the picture here, and I would almost get a couple of these if I ate any of those cereals. Mm. Because the, the the pictures on the front look good, but also the, the art from the back, who is done by which is done by Ivan Reyes, Rice, Rice, excuse me. Um, you know, so let's cool. go. Like I said, here's oh. the, here's a look at the back of the boxes. Oh, nice. Kind of, yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah, they're oh. interlocking. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat, and like I said, the finding out that General Mills has a podcast and a blog and all this was kind of tripping me out for a sec. I believe but, it. Uh, yeah. All right. But the last couple of bits of news has to do with covers, which I think one of them is, I think, a done deal today. So, Mondo reveals new Obi-Wan Kenobi portrait in Mike Mitchell's Star Wars figure. You can see a little bit of it here. So, some of the stuff he's done. And I think you could buy it today. Uh, and that was it. All right. I mean, well, let me see. Is it say? Yeah, seven for seventy-two hours starting today at one p.m. this afternoon. So for the next couple of couple of days, you can go to mondotees.com and, and buy some of these prints. They're twelve by sixteen. How do you pronounce that? Geekly. Geekly. G-S-E-L-E? Is that what it is? I've never. Seen, yeah, I've never seen that word. It's like I've a never plastic. Heard it, it. Right. It's like a plastic sheet. Right. Like I've, I know what it is. Is I've never heard that yeah. word said out loud. So and they're sixty dollars a piece. Like I said, you can get it throughout the weekend if you if you're interested in anything you saw, including the LP one one. Cool. Uh, and the last but not least, Action Comics was at um, Eck, um, <laughs> which I, I love saying it for that because that reminds me of what brand Eck. You said, anyway, you said Action Comics, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, Action, Action Lab. Lab Comics uh, was was given out exclusive color covers for their stuff. You know, fan favorite Zombie Tramp and mm. a bunch of seven, a bunch of others. Oh, that's I know that's an Action Lab book. I didn't either. So. We get those, by the way. Do we? Yes. Or, or I do. Okay. I don't, I don't know. All right. I know it's come. It's, it's been a, a running thing come up on every now and then with particularly Zombie Tramp, but <laughs> there is that. But that's it. All right. So I guess before our last ad read for the night, I just wanted to uh, show off my my latest get in the uh, action figure slash toy corner of the Compo Chronicles. I did score 
the Toys R Us exclusive evolution of Groot figure. If you follow me on Instagram at Angel underscore 70, I did post this and uh, I was pretty jazzed to get this. Uh, be on the lookout for it in your local Toys R Us. Oh, and, wait, there's, oh, there's a couple uh, other pieces I want to bring up that's not um, that's not necessarily comic related, but go ahead and finish what you're going to say. No, that's it. That's it. I was going to get to the ad read, so just uh, take care of that and I'll wrap up. Okay, so Jason Momoa is going to star in a Just Cause 2 movie. I said I wasn't going to bring this up, but I feel like I have to for some reason. Uh, Jason Momoa, who's going to be Aquaman, is playing in Just Cause movie. Just Cause is a franchise of uh, video games. 2 and 3 are great, if you've ever played them. Um... I'm going to assume he's playing Rico Rodriguez, who's the pretty much the badass main character in this. That only makes sense. And also, Donnie Yen of Star Trek, Star Wars. Why am I screwing that up? Star Wars is going to play um, in a Sleeping Dogs mo- uh, movie, which Sleeping Dogs is another video game. It's an open world action where he's uh, playing an undercover cop, which he's done before. So this ought to be pretty good. Go check that out if you're so inclined. Now I'm done. All right. So uh, we'll wrap up tonight's show with our last ad read. Uh, let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, iPod headphones, and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. And make sure to follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at TimDOGG98 and at CBCron. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Need. And at, on, well, on Instagram at, what is it? CBCaps. Oh, that's right. CBCaps. I oh, forgot. Right. And Agent70 is on Twitter and Instagram at Agent underscore 70. And follow Doug on Twitter at PCN underscore dirt, popculturenetwork.com, and Graham Comic Reviews on Instagram. Nice. And we'll be back next week. More comic book reviews for your soul. Right. And hopefully some of us some some more of us will watch will have watched Logan. I don't know. Maybe we'll get together and do something extra for it. We'll see. That's right. And we are the Comic Book Chronicles and we are signing off. If you don't know, now you know.